Welcome in to another edition of the Tubby the Keg podcast, episode 437. A little late on that one, Bob. Smitch on the ones and twos. Could be um, the could be the internet lag. I hope not. Um, that would be good. We we usually don't have internet issues. That's why we keep doing it on these Zooms, so we don't have to leave our cushy houses and everything like that. Um we have a good show today. We're going to talk second half storylines for the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk uh, the Packer-Cardinal matchup as well and kind of embedded in there. And then also we will go to, you know, our first opening week Bucks thoughts. Anything stand out? The Bucks have been walking wounded of late, but getting healthy. Sammy Ojale, Bobby Portis playing today, which is nice. Um, and then lastly, if the MLB does have a lockout, how would that affect the city's relationship, the city of Milwaukee, relationship with the sport of baseball? So that is our show. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on the Twitters, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tabbing the Keg Sports on three of those, Tabbing the Keg on Twitter, Mitch Ross MKE on Twitter as well uh, for other sports content, similar sports content. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Just uh, still licking my wounds after a, a brutal fantasy uh, result. So I mean, uh, it's, that nobody it's, cares about, but it's it's just I'm I'm a little bit better as we tape this on Wednesday night. But man, um, I, it just sucks. You know, here's the it, thing about there are there are levels of fantasy losing or fantasy winning for that matter. I had a I kind of had a bad loss myself. Um, we had a guy who was having an some issues with the league. Let's just put it that way. And a lot of frustration here and there. I think he might listen. If he does, that's all right. Shout out. And he like, he basically had all his team on bot. And he would then just decided he wasn't going to put in a kicker or defense to kind of like prove a point. And I ended up like, I was down to him heading into the last games, but I had Tyler Lockett. So I had Tyler Lockett and he didn't do shit. If Tyler Lockett, you know, scores a bunch of points, I win. Then he decides to stealthily add um, the, a kicker from the Monday night game and the, the Colts from the Sunday night game. The Colts defense played really well. So I lost to him and he didn't even start one guy because he had too many buys. So I, I'm hearing you, but that's a level of losing not compared to you. You lost to the top guy in the league. The well, yeah, it was, probably it, supreme shit talker. In our group chat about fantasy, guy just lives and breathes fantasy. I think it's because he can't gamble. Um, but like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, so if you allow me, um, yeah, go ahead. I, I had Joe Burrow in my starting lineup the whole week. Um, I guess I didn't really think a whole lot about. I mean, fantasy football isn't necessarily top of mind for me all the time. But it was like, okay, Sunday morning, what am I doing here? Joe Burrow at Baltimore, and I'm thinking, God, I could easily see him just getting a throat contusion in the first quarter, and then he's he's done. I mean, Baltimore is just historically a nasty defense, and he's on the road, and I got Sam Darnold, who's been absolute horseshit for the last two weeks, but he's at the Giants, who are god-awful. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, it's kind of more of a toss-up than you think. And so I end up going with Sam Darnold and Joe Burrow has the game of his life in Baltimore. And that I also took some bad advice from some friends. Okay. And, yeah. We, uh, I can, I'll admit that. <laughs> and then, uh, so I went ahead and did Darnold. Darnold scored two points and got benched in the third quarter and was just horseshit again. And yeah, Joe Burrow had the game of his life. I ended up losing by 25, but you're talking a 35 point difference between those two quarterbacks that's a fairly comfortable win if, if I just do that. And, and then, then I go to three and four, just beat the top team in the league and, and we're coming. And well, now, uh, now I'm, now I'm fucked. No, so. no. Well, I mean, you can look at the bright side. You have Joe Burrow now the rest of the year, Joe Burrow, maybe you sell him off. Maybe you keep him. Um, number two. Yeah. We gave you bad advice. Both Murph and I told you Darnold. Um, I, was just waking up from a night out. Now, granted, I didn't drink too much, but I was like, I was maybe fully baked. But I also had, I started Baltimore's defense in that same league. So, like, I 
to like go on your same way. I didn't really believe in Cincinnati. Like I, I looked at the line. I was like, yeah, Cincinnati plus six and a half, mostly because it's a division game more so than anything else. But I also wasn't like, I'm going to like dump like 250,000 on like Dave Portnoy did. Like that's not what I was ready to do. And he did and he won and good for him. But like, I, I didn't see that. So I guess that that's the, that actually is the worst when you just, you, you go back and forth on something and you just don't see it. I had a week where I didn't start Antonio Brown. If I start Antonio Brown, I win that, that week. And it's like, I just have to start Antonio Brown until I can't, I don't think he's going to play again this week, but regardless, it happens, man. And while no one cares about fan- people's fantasy teams, I think we can all relate in terms of fantasy. I found my way now into a fantasy basketball league too. Thanks to uh, our, our good friend, shake celebrated birthday yesterday. Shout out to him. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's something. And it, the scoring system is wild, just absolute absurdity, like 200 points each night. Forgot to start AD last night. That was bad. Um, that, and they, LeBron wasn't playing. So that was a fucking mess, but learned my mistake there. Got to kind of just update those lineups as, as the weeks, as the days go on, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move to the Green Bay Packers. So Green Bay Packers, Arizona Cardinals tonight kind of kicks off the second half, not only for the Green Bay Packers, but also for the NFL on Thursday night. It's a massive game. There'll be a lot of hype around it. I don't expect a great rating just because it's Arizona. Um, had, if it's the Green Bay, LA, um, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, I mean, fuck, it'd be huge. But it's Arizona, and this is Arizona's moment, perhaps, to prove to the world that they're not frauds, that Cliff Kingsbury is not a second-rate coach, that Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate. It's all right there for them. Now, I do think some people will say, Oh, well, Devontae Adams didn't play. Alan Lazard didn't play. And that was part of the reason why they won. Now, I'll ask you this, Mitch. I said this on the podcast yesterday, not to repeat myself, but how much does this game actually matter with the Packers being so banged up? Hmm. Uh, yeah, wow. Well, I mean, we, we don't know for sure yet if Devontae is going to play or not, do we? Um, but he travel with the team, so I would right. assume. So he- it's not looking good. Nah. Um, yeah. I, it means more to Arizona, probably. That's what I would as you As you just laid out. However, while you were saying that, I was thinking, well, you could, you could say a lot of those things about the Packers, too. Oh, Packers for really sure. Played anybody. Right. I, mean, I think, well. They haven't, they, have not, they haven't played a good quarterback. Sure. Ah. Cincinnati, man, like they held Cincinnati at 22 points. Cincinnati just put up 41 on Baltimore, and that was on the road. So, like, I, I hear you that they haven't played like the creme de la creme, but I mean, again, that, that a- that's that was a little bit of an out of body experience for Joe Burrow uh, this past week. I mean, that they they won't score 41 points again this year. I don't know, I mean, man. Like, they shit-pumped Detroit when everyone thought they were going to lose to the Lions on the road, like classic Bengals. They shit-pumped that Lions team who, you know, fights like hell. And then next week they put up 41 on on the Ravens. Like, it's it's interesting. And maybe the Ravens' defense stinks because they've, they've had some stinkers already this year defensively. And maybe they're just a little bit overrated. And that, that'll play out and we'll be like, oh, yeah, remember when we were making a big deal about this? The Ravens are giving up 25 a game. So, yeah, totally it, fair. It, it means – I think it does, probably does mean more to Arizona because they do want to sort of arrive officially. Yeah. Um, probably, probably more than Green Bay needs to. And then especially you add in the injuries and, and, and some of the COVID protocol stuff that they're going through right now. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of Packer fans have, even before the COVID stuff started happening, the early part of this week, I feel like, well, I've been, I've been blessed enough to work post game show the last three weeks <laughs> for the Packers. So I, I get sort of the immediate um, feelings and, and some of the immediate look ahead too to, to, to next week. And, and then, you know, I also pay attention to Twitter more too, while I'm there. 
and you see a lot of like, oh, well, just keep it close against Arizona. Um, this is a schedule loss. Really? And I just can't help but think, oh, yeah, I, I just can't help but think to myself, like, yeah, you people say this, but you're going to be the first one bashing your head against the wall when they give up a touchdown in the first quarter. So, I mean, it's just like, don't act like you don't care. And then, and then when I know you're going to be the first person that's pissed off when, they, when they're getting their ass kicked. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, Chuck, you're probably a little overconfident as usual. Uh, but, okay, I just think Arizona is not a good – I just think they're frauds. All right, I'm going to say it. They're a fucking fraud fa- franchise. They're a fraud team. I'm sorry. Like, me, Arizona is not the same team as anybody as, – as we have in the – in that sort of upper echelon, the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Packers. Like, I just – Forgive me for not believing in what Arizona has been putting down thus so you far. don't you don't really have them in that in that upper tier. No, I don't because Cliff Kingsbury's uh, their coach. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is an awful fucking coach. I don't think people understand that Cliff I mean, is not an NFL coach. So is Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah, well, but Mike but here's the thing with Mike. I agree. But he's a highly successful NFL head coach. So <laughs> well, yeah. He's got he's, he's got, got a resume. Done. He, 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 is he, Mike McCarthy is not a bad coach. Mike McCarthy is an idiot in situational coaching. Like I got re mad about Mike McCarthy, not going for two on a hail Mary against Arizona back in 2015. Looking back on that, that was one of the worst calls that McCarthy had ever done because you go for two there. I mean, Arizona's dead. Jeff Janis just caught an amazing hail Mary against you. Just bury them in the fucking ground. And if you lose, who cares? We're, we have half a roster anyways. It doesn't matter. I'm looking at who the Cardinals have. I'm looking at their schedule. And so they whooped the Titans week one. That sort of got everybody's attention. Week but one. But the Titans are. Is might right, as well as right. preseason. It's week one. And it's the Titans are, you know, about as trustworthy as a rattlesnake. I mean, I would probably bet the house on the Colts this week. Just because the Titans, whenever you think they're good, they 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 stink one up, and vice this versa. This is true. This so, is true. Um, that's that. That's then you a got bad you got a one a one point win against the Cardinals or uh, the Vikings, which would have which if the guy makes the kick, they lose that game. If right, if Greg Joseph hits that field goal, that they have a they have a loss just like Packers do. Uh, Cardinals by or excuse me, they beat the Jaguars by twelve. The Rams in LA by 17. that was that was that's, an impressive victory. That's that the, was best, a, the best win. Rams though came off that Buccaneers game smelling their own shit. That was a big letdown spot, and the Cardinals caught them in it. But I and agree, they, it's, then it's they, still a good. Then one. they beat the Niners. Okay, Niners are mad. Trey Lance and then, also um, like first start for Trey Lance. Right, and then you had the Cardinals against the Browns, and the Browns were probably completely decimated um, by weeks by week. Uh, was that week six when that game happened? And they, I mean, they blew them out in Cleveland. Decent win, pretty solid defense. Uh, and then, of course, the Texans last week, which is a bye week. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, they also, I mean, they have basically one impressive win, probably like like Green Bay. I would say I'd have to I'd have to go back and look at the most impressive Green Bay win. But um, yeah, I, I think the game definitely. The Cardinals are going to be probably have more incentive here. Uh, especially when the Packers are just, I don't know. It, it's kind of a weird, weird situation right now for green Bay. It's a, it, I said it yesterday. It's a kitchen sink game for green Bay. It it doesn't exactly matter. Like it's, it, there are so many injuries and so much stuff that if, if it goes to plan great. And if it doesn't, you just say, all right, we have 10 days to get healthy playing a Kansas city team that who knows what they are right now. And yeah. we just make sure we got Bakhtiari back. Maybe we get Kevin King back. Maybe we get Preston Smith back. Who knows? Jagger Alexander is eligible to come off. Maybe he could somehow be back. Like all of a sudden it's like, okay, here we go. And I think that is really the lead, like second half storyline of, of the year is like, will the Packers ever be healthy or will we, be saying on this podcast until December, yeah. just wait until they get healthy. Because at some point you just have to say you're never going to be healthy. And you you just start a team that ha- always has injuries. Because new ones will pop up. 
all of a sudden somebody right. gets an ankle sprain, somebody uh, gets a concussion, somebody breaks a finger, you know, that shit happens. It's football. The Injuries. interesting thing though, is that, and are we talking storylines right now? Or yeah, are we well, just- we can finish up with the card. We should finish up with the Cardinals, but let's, um, let's just really quickly. We, I just said that was the storyline in terms of yeah. like to me, like that is our storyline for the next eight weeks, 10, 10 weeks is like, will the Packers totally. ever get healthy? But to wrap up Arizona, it's like, I just don't know how much stock I can put in this game when so many, so many guys are hurt and yeah. it could end up being like an Atlanta NFC championship game where they just don't have the bodies to cover and DeAndre Hopkins baptizes Eric Stokes or maybe <laughs> Eric Stokes holds his own. I don't know. And he's, he's, he's looked pretty good. I mean, honestly, Rasul Douglas has been all right too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rasul Douglas um, play, plays with some hot piss. And, um, that's, and that's what, that's what I was going to say was, you know, you kind of have the Gutekunst storyline too, which is like, he's kind of been adding guys, you know, yeah. under the radar and Whitney Merciless, I didn't realize he still played in the league, but if they're, I think they're just going to make it real easy on him um, for the rest of the way. I mean, they don't barring, you know, another injury, but it's just, I think for Merciless, it's like, all right, third and eight, third and 10, just pin ears back and, you know, edge rush and don't even think about anything, you know, at least until he gets more comfortable, but you know, he's, he's made some, made some nice moves. And if they can, if they can keep those guys sort of, at using them in their strengths or putting them in a position to succeed. Um, then as they get more healthy, you know, they should have a, a ton of depth going down the stretch. But again, as we talked about, I mean, they're going to have to get healthy and we don't know if that's going to happen yet. Right. And so to, to just to finish off Arizona, it, I think it really just comes down to Kenny Clark and Devondre Campbell. And if Kenny Clark can hold, yeah. can control the line and push, push those guys back and make it make the pocket kind of collapse on Kyler Murray where Kyler Murray can't really run up the middle. And then Campbell, the whole reason you got a guy who's a rangy linebacker was situations like this. And I think if we would have had the linebacking crew we had last year and Kyler Murray was on the, on deck, we would be terrified. We're not so Mm -hmm. terrified anymore because this is why Campbell was signed. And he, Played with Kyler in Arizona last year. You think he knows a little bit of tendency stuff just from practicing with him. So we'll see what happens. And I think if the Packers do end up winning, and I think they could, um, there will be a lot of people who all of a sudden the Rodgers MVP stuff starts. The Matt LaFleur coach of the year should be thought of, I think, at some point, people might come around that Matt LaFleur might be a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. I don't know if we're there yet, but I, I feel like we're inching closer. Like, oh, yeah. you know, people, I think people's uh, erections for Kyle have gone flaccid as they should. Um, right. But we'll see. I, yeah, think I that- mean, it's because it's because you, you think about Shanahan as this like, you know, offensive genius and, you know, he's had moments. But as a head coach, he hasn't particularly been great, and I feel like it never gets never gets talked about until until very recently. Yeah, so, I don't I, think he's on the hot seat or anything. I, I think that he has some built-in excuses, but I mean, yeah, let's let's calm, let's pump the brakes a bit on Shanahan. Well, right, and like also, you basically hate Brandon Ayuk, who you drafted over Jordan Love, and like if you had Jordan Love in your quarterback room right now, are you is it really a problem? Who knows, right? It's a interesting thing uh, to think about. Um, again, la- let's, let's pump the break breaks on Jordan Love too. <laughs> uh, well, that's all, I, I we got to talk about Jordan Love. We had an interesting discussion today. I won't bring it to the podcast, but okay. prediction time. Prediction time uh, for the Packers. I really want to pick the Packers to win. I really do. I will say this: my heart and my balls say the Green Bay Packers <laughs> win twenty-seven to twenty-three. My head okay. says the Green Bay Packers are going to lose 20 or 31 to 20, 25. Let's put it that way. Well, they'll cover. Um, I just can see this being similar to like a team who comes off a back to back in the NBA 
and they are they put up a really good fight. It's looking like they might have it, look like they might pull off that and be like, oh, that's incredible. And then all of a sudden the gas just runs out in the third quarter, fourth quarter. I could kind of see that happening with the Packers, just not having enough bodies to really keep up by the end. We'll see. Yeah, it's tough on the quick turnaround. Um, I, I, I'm probably going to have to take Arizona here. Are you going to take Arizona minus the six that they're favored by or six and a half? Um, man, that's, that's tough. Probably not. I think Packers cover uh, the six and a half. I'll say, yeah, 34. 30 oh arizona shootout shootout in the yeah. desert i mean there's just they have a lot of weapons they have earth now mm-hmm. um who they Your integrated guy. a little a little bit <clears throat> well formerly um speaking of fantasy i mean just <laughs> burned me burned no, me a, many moons ago no story uh, another time. <laughs> and pe- people don't forget so um, it's like pissing your pants man no one forgets a bad fantasy move exactly Exactly. So, um, yeah, I just, I, it's, it's going to be, there's just a lot working against the Packers this week and, yeah. you know, they've had, it's, it's kind of a house money game. You know, oh, yeah. I, again, it's, it's a little bit of bucks against Miami where your team is just so depleted that while you want it to be a game to get up for it's unfortunately not the, I mean, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers, you're in the game, but, um, you know, it's just it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, that is that is going to be a challenging one for our uh, for the Packers. We'll see what happens. Uh, Storylines else other than just the staying healthy. I am curious if if there will be any chatter that Jordan Love was in some trade talks and they just didn't work out. I don't know if that's going to leak out. Maybe I'm thinking about it too optimistically. I just, the way I see it is Deshaun Watson's going to probably get moved. Tua just said, I don't feel like I'm wanted here in, in Miami. Um, if Deshaun, no, you're not, tra- bud. <laughs> but if he gets traded to Miami, I mean, the rumors were that Washington and Denver would both trade for him. And the whole reason is, is the market for quarterbacks is really limited. You know, Matt mm-hmm. Corral, Malik Willis. Sam Howell are probably your three quarterbacks that will get drafted. None of those guys scream NFL starter. They all have flaws. Brennan Armstrong is another kid out of Virginia that I think some people are liking and Kenny Pickett from uh, Pittsburgh, but he's old. Um, so not, I don't know. Uh, not Penix. No, God. He's, no. Oh, he stinks. He's not good. <laughs> he gets hurt. Every like he'll be he probably will turn into like wide receiver or something. He's not good. Um, he's bad. I don't know. That was that was the only guy who immediately came to mind. Or uh, um, Brandon Peters, who's been at Illinois for fucking seven years. He's terrible too. Um, hey, big big win. I know that. Yeah, I know. Tanner Morgan, Tanner Morgan, another one. Been in uh, Minnesota forever. Um, yeah, it's not a good quarterback class. So that's why I'm like would. Gunakus pick up the phone with Denver or Washington or Pittsburgh and say, Hey, I got Jordan Love. Rogers is going to come back. We got to figure out the money, got to make it work. And, but we do need like an impact player, whether it's an uh, impact offensive player, whether it's an impact defensive player. Does that happen? Now, I don't know. And Packers and trades, it's like, it's basically like someone who's thinking they're going to bang the bartender, you know? Oh dude, I have a chance with this girl. Like, I, we're talking like, this is, this is going to go great, man. Like I see our future together. And really she's just trying to get you to keep buying drinks. Like yeah. that's it. That's Shoot basically for the pack- land among the stars. That's pack fans with trades, man. It never works out. We all got excited for Stefan Gilmore. We're like Gilmore's coming here. He's going to be a Packer. And then, 10, 10 hours later, <clears throat> Stephon Gilmore's been traded to the Carolina Panthers. I just, I mean, well, a couple questions about Jordan Love. Um, yeah. If, let's say they do end up trading him before he has a chance to become 
the starter. Uh-huh. Which which could could very well happen. Would you be I don't know if upset's the word, but like after what kind of went went down this past off season, would you be upset with kind of the way like if they just up and traded him, like either mid season here or like next off season, would you be how would you feel about that, I guess? Oh, um, Mitch, that is that's like an entire podcast topic because like it's it, it there it's contingent on so many things. It's like, all right, what if, if we win the Super Bowl this uh, this season? I don't care one bit. Jordan Love mm-hmm. can be can be awesome. I think there'll be a part of me that wonders if we're sacrificing our future. Um, if we don't, I I would worry a bit. But like the NFL is the NFL is so different than it was when Favre was here. When we went through this with Favre, like Favre was a, you know, he had played so much. He wasn't as protected as quarterbacks are now. And it was like, even though I do think like if Rogers were to break his collarbone again, or even get a concussion again, like, remember he has like six or seven concussions. I think he's done. Like, I, I really do. I think Roger, you know, Shailene is a non-sports fan. She loves to let you know that. And I think he would just say, I know what, why am I doing this still? And like, if that were to happen, like scenario, love, we don't win the Super Bowl, love gets traded. Rogers next year breaks his collarbone again and decides he's going to retire. I, yeah, that's tough. It, it's just, it's a double-edged sword, man. There's no right answer here because if you're losing Rodgers, they're going to, it's going to be really hard for them to convince Devontae Adams to stay. It just is. Because mm-hmm. Devontae Adams will go play for Las Vegas. He'll go play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's already recruited him to Vegas. <laughs> I No, I'm serious. Like, he tampered. Like, that was fucking tampering. In the NBA, that's tampering what Derek Carr did. No one cared because whatever. And they what have much do? bigger, they have much bigger fr- fish to fry with the Raiders. And I tweet at him or something. No, uh, there's a lot of flirty bullshit. It was just garbage. You know, it, it's <laughs> like, shut up. And, but it's like when everyone, everyone got pissed because when Mike Tomlin looked at Aaron Rodgers, I didn't get pissed at that. That's just, well, some people, that's just some people are like, don't fucking look at my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little over the top. But Derek, Carr, I'm sure Devontae Adams is like, here's the deal, man. If they bring back AR, I'll figure out a way to get a team friendly deal, at least from the start. Stay here. If it doesn't work out, I'm on the first plane to Las Vegas and we're, we're hooking up. They're good friends, though. And oh, if yeah. the Raiders are, a nine and eight, uh, 10 and six or 10 and what would that be? 10 and seven, seven. 10 and seven team. I think that that's all he needs. They don't even really well, need to get to the playoffs. In my opinion, if they're close, like you had Devonte Adams with Henry Ruggs, that's a, and Darren Waller. That's a pretty fucking loaded offense. And I think Derek Carr is becoming hashtag elite, um, before yeah. our eyes here this year. So, uh, he's, he's not like a young pup anymore, but, um, I don't know. He's having a great year. So, you know, it's probably, you know, I'm sure he's paying attention. Devontae is, but I don't know. I'm really not worried about that stuff yet. No, I'm not yet. I mean, there's, there's a long And like Rogers is still under contract too. Like I, that's why, that's why I don't get the whole, like, well, if we bring back Rogers, like it's, he's still under contract technically. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's under contract again he's... next year. He's just owed a lot of money. And I think that's like there, there's a guy on, on Twitter who's like obsessed with the cap. That's all he does. I'm sure he's a good dude, but he's like convinced that the Packers aren't going to bring Rodgers back because the numbers just don't work. And it's like, these teams figure it out, man. Like, even though just be, you got to like pull yourself out of the spreadsheet for a little bit and not realize that there is a sea change with them bringing in more veterans. And I don't think that's going to stop. And I think, I think part of it is they a want to show Rogers that they're committed when, when they need to be, because th- this is the first year without injuries. Like I had made this whole point that it wasn't related to Rogers and it is, I still don't think it is, but I think they want to show like that they're, 
they are fully in. And, and in case they need to move on from Rodgers next year, they want to give themselves the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And yeah. adding guys like Merciless, um, Bruce Douglas, like that, that gives them a chance. So we'll see. Um, another storyline is, you know, will they be able to keep pace? They have a very tough schedule and we got to go to other topics, but they have a very tough schedule. They play the Rams. They play the Vikings twice. They have the Ravens, the Browns, who knows? Um, and the Chiefs, I didn't Seahawks mention maybe with Seahawks. With yeah. Russell Wilson will be back, but man, and they'll win, they'll win against the Jaguars, but I don't know who they have the, after that. They're, they'll be teetering, and that might be a game where Seattle needs to win. Russell, Russell at Lambeau is not a um, not a great combination. Has not worked out, and I would hate yeah. to see a loss. I've only seen one, two actually, my time uh, as a Packer fan at Lambeau Field. So I would like that to stay at two. Um, but you're right, and you look at like the Rams schedule. You look at the Buccaneers schedule. It's not not that difficult. And so I, my, my big fear, I haven't looked at the Cowboys, but the Cowboys play the NFC East, you know, they're going to get another game against the giants. They still have two against the football team. Um, they have one against the Eagles. Like they, they have those wins that almost are baked in. So I do worry that like green Bay schedule might kind of fuck them when it comes to playoff seating. Now they could get some tiebreakers with the Rams and the Cardinals, which would be great, but at the same time, I, I just am concerned that they're not going to they're not going to be able to end up with the one seed because of A, the injuries, but B, just the schedule's too tough in comparison to the others, which would suck. Yeah, I'm looking at the Cowboys right now. It's it's not not terrible. I mean, they they do have the Raiders on Thanksgiving. That's an awesome um, game. That is an awesome Thanksgiving game. Two, I am uh, very much here for two, that one. Two against the football team yet. Uh, and then Giants, Eagles, who I mean, are just the Eagles are oh, might be done by then, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's la- that's the last game of the year. That'll be that'll yeah. be a postseason bye week. Um, more recently, you have Falcons, who are trash, I don't care, and uh, at Minnesota coming up this week, and then Kirk home, Cousins so. in prime time, though. We all know Kirk Cousins in prime time. But didn't he get his um, didn't, didn't he get his only win on, on Monday Night Football in against Dallas? Yeah, he had a yeah. They, like two years Dal- ago, Dallas and Minnesota have played some actually really good games. Um, I think it'll really come down to if Dak Prescott can play. Like Dak Prescott's calf injury is like a real deal. Like he was limited in practice. Mm-hmm. They're like there are some discussion I saw in the first takes of the world because you know we can't go a day without not talking about the Cowboys. So it's like right. should Dak play? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. the middle of the season. I think he probably should if he's ready, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I just – I I think the best-case scenario for the Packers is probably a two-seed. And I think at worst it's that four, just win the division, get get at least a four, and then figure out who you have to play in, in round round two, and that might be the might be the Buccaneers. If it is, then so so be it. Yes, sir. I don't know if I have anything else storylines wise. I mean, I'm sure I could put some stuff, but I don't know if I have anything else. Yeah, we we do need to keep moving on topics, but I, I did have yeah. one small thing in, in mind. Oh, I will Just keep. We in, will. I will. In, in two minutes, I promise. In regards to keeping pace, just like can the Packers defense maintain? I guess what it's what it's done to this point. Um, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna get tougher, but. Hopefully they get a little more healthy. I mean, Zadarius is, I don't know. No one's expecting him to come back at this point, I guess. We haven't heard much about Jair lately. Yeah. And if they get him back, that would help. But I I think the Zadarius. The schedule is going to get brutal. I mean, with quarterbacks. So. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe the expectations go down a little bit. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to get a w- one or two games where it's going to be back and forth, and the offense needs to carry. I will say Zedarius to me is another guy. Don't be surprised if Zedarius Smith gets traded before the second. Yeah. That contract thing is messy. He's like, it's weird. I said that to you before the season started. I was like, is everything like okay? 
Like, dude wished himself a happy birthday. <laughs> like, and it wasn't just that. And then, you know, there was some reporting that he's very unhappy about the captain thing. He's unhappy that the Packers haven't given him a big contract. And it's like, Brian Gutekunst has to go like, dude, I have no fucking money. I have to do, like, what do you want from me? So I don't know. Just keep an eye out. Like, I would be very much down for a Zadarius Smith for Kyle Fuller trade. I know Kyle Fuller hasn't played well this year, but just keep an eye out. Yeah, no, I agree. The defense, is it sustainable? And on the same token, to flip it, will the offense finally find itself? Like, will the offense finally come to life at some point? And maybe it takes David Bakhtiari being back. And maybe it takes, obviously, everybody being back from the Coco. And does Robert Tunyon suddenly end up being a thing again? We'll see. It'll be very interesting. Bill, fun second half. Next week, we do Mahomes Rogers. Can't wait. Um, Storylines will be abundant for Packers and Chiefs. Yeah. Moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks currently playing. We are doing this podcast, and they're getting beat. Um, really oh, bad yeah. for first quarter. Oh, wow. They are down 17 to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Man, it'd be really stupid if Tim- somebody Timberwolves had... Timberwolves shot six, 68% in the first quarter. Yeah, so it's one of those games where the Bucks, uh just give up a ton of threes. It's awesome. Probably. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 15 points already. Um, be real dumb if you had the Bucks minus six tonight. God, I don't know what what asshole would do such things like that. Um, anyways, uh, not talking about that game. Uh, obviously, uh, first week of the season is almost in the book. Or well, it's in the books. Uh, Tuesday was the first week. And what's your, I guess, big like if you had a take about the season for the Bucks so far? What what is it? Uh, I mean, just how are we so depleted? Um, I don't know. There, there, there really isn't much to take from the Brooklyn win was nice. You were more, you were more, um, more healthy than you have been Uh, to me. I don't know. It's just interesting how I I think it's pretty obvious that they're so far, they're trying to get by against lesser teams and, you know, kind of resting or, or being way too cautious with, with guys against some, some lesser opposition because um, I mean, Brooke Lopez played against Brooklyn. He was just fine. I, I didn't see anything happen. And all of a sudden he's got a fucking back injury and he hasn't played since. And um, you know, holiday did get hurt in that game, but then he got, then he came back and had another little injury like an ankle injury. Now it is. Um, so I don't know they're just, I don't know. Just there's, there isn't a ton to take from these early season games really. I mean, it's it's early and you know they're, they're still winning games and uh just 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 try to get healthy i guess and they slowly are but to me it's just an interesting um situation i guess where they're being way too cautious coming off coming off the championship coming off um you know they, they, they've had some easier games and um i don't know there there really isn't a whole lot to take i guess i, I guess Giannis's jumper looks looks better um, I guess I still don't completely want him shooting, you know, 10 threes a game or anything like that. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, they, they look like, I don't know, a pretty confident bunch so far in the first week, which is, I guess what we expected. It's just the fact that they're kind of been, they've been playing guys, you know, that are, you know, Justin Robinson won't be on the roster probably by the all-star break. He probably won't be with the organization and he's playing probably, 12 to 15 minutes a game here this week. So, well, I, I, I mean, here's the thing it's, yeah, the injuries are unfortunate. I don't know. We have no idea how cautious the Bucks are being. The Bucks have an no. uh, excellent training staff, like Suki's won awards. They, you know, Semi Ojale made the comment, like, I thought I could probably play through this thing. And they just kind of told me, like, why don't you just take it easy? So, if that's the motto, of like, let's take it easy. Then yeah, you're going to have games like tonight where it, it just kind of all falls apart because you don't, you're not at full strength. I, I wouldn't necessarily 
make a big deal out of like the overcautiousness because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It, right. it, it's like, I will be annoyed if, yeah, we're still this injured by Christmas. That's a problem. All right. Like there's a difference between being injured for a little while versus injured throughout the year. Kind of what we talked about the Packers. You do need to have that chemistry. And while I think the Bucks have some chemistry built in, you know, with everything they've went through, I still think you need it within the year. Like, I still think that matters. Like, I still think it matters. Guys change. They're not the same player. Oh, Giannis can actually kind of hit a corner jumper. Maybe I need to start spreading the ball to him a little bit more. Oh, uh, Drew has been doing a lot more of this this year versus last year. I need to make sure I'm accounting for that. You only know that by playing ball with each other. So I understand the overcautiousness early, but I do hope that in a month it's less of that and it's more just like all gas, no breaks. That's kind of where I'm at with the injury part. I think from the team perspective, I really like Grayson Allen. I, I liked him early. Um, I think Grayson Allen is a vital part to what the Bucks want to do. Um, he's he's really he really fits in. That John Horst did a great job there, and deserves deserves a ton of credit. And true, and Giannis's free throws, man. Every night it seems like he only misses a couple, and he's been really good from the free throw line. And if that can continue for him, it's it's going to be a really good year. And I think he's going to learn to adjust to kind of the new rules of the league. Um, you know, Giannis's free throws are down comparative to last year. James Harden, obviously, that's been a, a huge thing. I actually just heard a thing today uh, from Bob Ryan that James Harden has 150 more free throws made than field goals made. Do you know that? So he's made like 150. Yeah. Isn't that fucking absurd? I mean, yeah, that's 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 a shame. I mean, how, but but how many games throughout you know the last ten years has he you know had you know? Oh, I know it's six fifteen for six. to twenty free field free throws made. In a yeah, game. six for six and twenty for twenty from the line. It's fucking awful. And right. now the the league has sort of changed, and I'm not a big enough NBA fan to notice it because I I don't watch it that closely. But I mean, the the kind of the NBA heads have said, yeah, it's it's better. The product's better. I don't know if you have you noticed it. Do you think it's better? I I it's not. I mean, I guess I haven't watched a whole lot this week, but um, it's fine. It's if you don't you have know, an they, opinion on it, it's all good. You can say it's well, whatever. I guess my whole thought on my whole thought on that is the NBA all the time tries to change things, and after about two or three weeks, it just it goes away because oh yeah, you've guys, been on this, this you've been on bitch. this hill. So You've been like, on this hill like, that it's gonna it's gonna revert back and rear its ugly head and like it, by Thanksgiving, right? But maybe I mean, shit, I'm surprised it lasted even this long. So I don't know. Um, it, it does get pointed out on Twitter all the time. I mean, I kind of just scrolling Twitter as we're podcasting here. I'm, you know, you see, I've seen, I feel like two or three things on Twitter about, you know, guy between Harden because as the the Nets and the Heat are playing tonight, not on national TV, by the way. Shocked. Um, I was shocked by that. That, that oh, so was I. But you got to get the Pel the, the Zionless Pelicans on national TV. Um, all right. First but, of all, real quick, I not to go on a, a tangent, but oh no, let let me you finish your point, and then I'll rant about Zionless Pelicans. There's the hard hardened stuff. There's there's you know your your Rob Perez and stuff. Worldwide Wob are you know always tweeting out videos and stuff, and Harden's kind of flopping around and not getting the call. Beverly got called for a. a he did the thing where he stopped on the kind of a transition and Thanasis ran, in, ran into him and it was an offensive foul. That would have probably been a defensive foul last year. So that's good to see. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's been a bit of a focal point and I hope, hopefully it just lasts the whole season. Yeah. I think and that's for the, for, the, for the rest of eternity. Right. I think that's the, I think that's the big hope, right. That, that you're able to continue this on and continue this through and that the NBA realized their product kind of got unwatchable. And I, I haven't watched a ton, but I will say the stuff that I had watched, I, I enjoyed 
Um, and it might just be I just like basketball being back. But it has been it has been entertaining, and the Bucks have been fun. Um, I I think they're you know the one thing that the NBA still needs to work on is some of the Bucks bloggers and I think Zach Lowe talked about this this week too is like the take fouls have gotten out of control. That's the one thing. That's now the next thing that will be all oh, the, the uh, like the transition take foul. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, if you guys bullshit. If, if, if you guys team, were with us is- at Broadhouse over the Hawks series, we motherfucked the Hawks so many times for doing that. The Hawks, oh. Hawks were awful about it. Oh yeah, yeah. And as a team that you know you want, that we watch that's deadly in transition uh, has probably the most deadly player in transition, arguably of all time. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty frustrating to you know for a, a dumbass to stick their hand out and, and put their hand up like they fouled the guy and they usually get rewarded um it 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 takes away from the entertainment factor and i feel like that's oh yeah that's what that's what the league ultimately wants to maintain so they will probably do something about that you're right 100 percent um but let's uh any other bucks takes before this are are the bucks so will future you be happy will they come back and and beat the t-pups uh, I say yes. Why not? Fuck it. Look at optimist, optimist Mitch here, here in the present. Giannis yeah. 15. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to take a little bit of shit here. I'm sure from somebody, because it's <laughs> going to be so funny that the Timberwolves are, are beating our ass. Oh yeah. Like, you, well. have, you have a, you have a strong Minnesota contingent. Um, you can congrats, congrats those boys on a, uh, October championship. Uh, like I did yeah. the, Moving on to baseball, World Series is happening as well as we tape this. So not not the best day to do a podcast, honestly. Um, not that we're a national podcast or anything. Um, the Astros currently winning four to one. You yeah, care? Max Reed getting shit pumped again. Yeah, and uh, and so baseball could be going into a lockout. It could be our first real potential stoppage in a league since the NBA in 2011. Now the NFL did lock out. But they the figured same it year, out. Wasn't it? What? Wasn't it the same year, roughly? The, the, the I can't remember the NFL one, but the NFL it they ended up being kind of phonies about it because oh, by you, you could you conveniently forgot that one. No, I didn't. no. You're right though. <laughs> no, it was like you're right. They 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 were like they were gonna lock out, gonna lock out. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a huge and then it was like story. oh well, actually, by the way, we're all getting way too rich, so. Um, <laughs> Let's just let's just figure it out, and the NFL players' union, as being as powerless as it is, probably rolled over. Oh yeah, they rolled over and let let them pat pat their belly. Um, also, too, uh, this Roger Goodell, Dan Snyder stuff is fascinating. Um, that I mean, uh, we won't we don't need to go into a tangent, but he is covering for one of the slimiest guys because. I feel like if this opens up, like it's Pandora's box, it's who knows what's going to happen with these owners have all the power and they're trying like hell to protect it. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But I, like, it's funny. Release I the mean, tapes, yeah. release the tapes. You won't do right. it. Release the tapes. Um, but anyways, uh, so baseball could lock out and it's partly due to the owners having a ton of power in baseball too. Um, and there was so much, well, the whole, the whole system is just fucked up. I mean, it like, it just, it is, I mean, there's no way that a guy should be under team control and it does help small market teams, obviously. Yes. But conversely, when a guy's under team control for six years or whatever it is, I mean, they're not, they're not hitting free agency until they're 30 or later. And so then you end up having to pay guys for what they've already done, which is just kind of backwards. Right. And like, so then you have owners that are paying Albert Pujols, you know, $40 million when he's 40 years old and he's completely washed for the last three years. And I I don't think the owners want that either. Yeah. I think the owners have to look at this like the NBA and even the NFL a little bit. Why is the NBA so popular? Player movement, right? Mm-hmm. There are always storylines. They own off seasons because of player movement. 
Now players force their way out far too often in the NBA, in my opinion, but they're to shake things up is good for everybody. Yeah. It sucks for teams like the Brewers, but guess what? If Corbin Burns, let's say signed with the Padres next year, because his contract was up. There's a ton of Burns 48 Padre jerseys that are being printed and a ton of merchandise that goes there and ticket revenue. Cause people want to go see the Cy Young award winner now pitching for San Diego. And it might make some other teams say, all right, why don't we, why don't we say fuck it and go like a team like the Texas Rangers, they have a brand new stadium and they've been dog shit in the two years they've had that stadium. What, you know, they're a big market. They're Dallas. Why can't we get guys to play that? And so I think you're right. It needs to change. It, it just has to. And, and you also have to, you know, provide some financial literacy for the Dominican players and the, you know, Latin players who take deals because they just want to make money. These guys have never seen dollars like this in their life. So they're offered these cheap contracts. Ozzy Albies was one that people were appalled by the deal he took. And they don't probably know better. And Frank Peralta took a really mediocre deal. Let's be honest. So the Brewers yeah, aren't clean. That was, I feel like that, that deal has worked out pretty well for both sides thus far. Yeah, yes. For sure. I and mean, because Freddie has been up and down, and then he was good this year. But that contract's got to be – he must only have maybe two years left on that. Yeah, I think he might have a little more. But still, well, maybe three. But still, like, there needs to be more there. They're finally, I think, providing housing for the minor league players after all these yeah. years. And it's like there are many who think, like, baseball just needs to blow itself up and then just start over and say, all right, here's where we are and sacrifice the season. But then I I like, I have like regarding the minor league situation. And like, I think a lot of, you know, we were having this conversation heavily. I think um, certainly before last season, this past or this season, I guess. And um, just about how we're going to, going to have to enjoy it. And, you know, Trevor Bauer, who has, you know, obviously been kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, for obvious reasons, but he's he used to talk all the time about baseball's middle class being non-existent, and they need to figure out a way to, you know, because if they do give more to the minor leaguers and the lower level guys, I think that means that 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 the guys, you know, the the veteran guys are going to lose even more than they've probably already given up or already lost. Right? I mean, I don't yeah. know. You you, you, have struck- to, you have to take off the top. I mean, you I- have. You're not gonna. You're probably not gonna see any three hundred and fourteen million dollar contract. I struggle. I struggle honestly with the minor league stuff because I think what gets lost in that is how many minor league teams there are. There are yeah. just so many. It's yeah. not like the G League, right? Where the G right. League has, you know, thirty teams, a team for every every organization, and it's like, all right. And then maybe they have to present that. Maybe the owners have to say, like, look, if you guys want these guys to get paid, A, you're going to lose some money, but B, we're not going to have as many opportunities for people. And we just need to cut it off. And we need to scale back how many people are actually minor leaguers. I don't know. It, someone's yeah. going to end up pissed. It, there is, It's like one of those classic, like, major issues we see in our society where no one is going to end up happy. Someone's going to be mad no matter what the outcome is. Right. And so, yeah, maybe, and I I get, we, our original question on this was like, would Milwaukee change as a baseball town? If say the brewers were, let's say they didn't play till start till June, let's say June 1st, we had baseball and there was a two month stoppage. Would it, would it really bother a lot of Brewer fans or would they be like, whatever, it's fine. The, the players finally got what they needed and kind of power to the people. I, I don't think anyone would mind. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I think Go there's ahead. a lot, there's a lot of 
casual brewer fans. Yep. As we've discussed as ad nauseum on these podcasts throughout the year. For sure. I think frankly, I think frankly, most of them could care less of this, whether the season starts April 1st or June 1st. Um, so I don't know, man, I, you know, we were talking about it before the, before we hit the record button and I was just kind of thinking like people are so, so used to, I think by now, like how much money these guys get paid. I mean, I hope. Yeah. And, and there's, they should be a little more numb to the fact that this is a business more, you know, above all else. And I don't know. I just feel like someone should not be so naive at this point, but unfortunately some people are, and you know, I don't, it, it might turn some people off just because some people just can't stand that people get, you know, get paid to play a game. Um, but you know, as I'll always say, the, the players are rich, but the owners are wealthy. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you see the guys on the field on camera all the time and you don't see the front office and the, and the owners and stuff like that. So, you know, people want to take it out on the players, but just remember that. I, I think that this is mostly, I think most people will be on the side of the players in this one. I think owners have kind of become scum, if you will. I, I think that there are just, it, it's just how our society, and it's mostly online. I don't know the people outside of the internet circles. Maybe it's a little different. Maybe they're a little bit more supportive of, you know, these players are power hungry. They don't need this much. Like, you know, you guys make enough. This is fine. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, I don't think maybe there's people that, that hate both sides. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, maybe there's people that are just like, you know, you're all a bunch of rich fuckers. Just, just, you know, just I will stop say that stop, I, stop nickel diamond each other. Yeah. Everybody's doing fine. I will say this to kind of put a bow on it. Like in Milwaukee, and we've talked about this also ad nauseum. You just like the, the one thing the brewers would not want is for people to say, well, all right, it's April, May season tickets are on hold right now. I'm just going to, why don't, why am I, why do I even care about this team? And why don't I just go be a Bucks fan instead? Why don't I do Bucks season tickets? Now, it's a lot harder to get Bucks tickets um, because it's a smaller arena. It's 20,000 compared to 45. Um, right. But if the Bucks had a lot of Milwaukee, they had the entire fucking state on their side. If they keep winning and they keep, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals, NBA Champions, Bucks are going to be the top dog and they'll, they'll compete with the Packers, especially to really go full circle. If Jordan love is the guy and it's only Jordan love and no Devontae Adams, no Aaron Rodgers, the Bucks could, I mean, the Packers are still going to be the Packers and, but the Bucks would have that championship belt of the, the, the team in the state of Wisconsin. As crazy as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, well, people were, were calling that already, you know, in the, the days and weeks after the championship. And oh, yeah. that was kind of that was kind of when the, the Rogers stuff was was at its peak and or sort of in the, in the middle of that. And people were kind of sick of that by then. Right. Okay. Because um, that was about probably roughly two months after that whole thing broke, you know, two months after the draft, NFL draft. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the Brewers were. I don't know, I guess, beginning their. Yeah, they were ascending. They were ascending. Of, their, of their ascension. They were ascending, but, but it's still baseball. And, you know, some people just won't care about baseball the same way they do, you know, basketball, right. football. Right. And, you know, some people don't care about basketball. So. Yeah. Um, but those are mostly old white guys. For the most part. Who are big baseball fans. Weird, yeah. weird, weird cross section. All right. And big golf fans and big Packer fans. Are you profiling my father? Like, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> all of our fathers everyone listening <laughs> well um that shall do it for our show today um it was a it was a good one i enjoyed it had fun hopefully if you listen to this on friday you're like wow charlie was a genius for calling arizona frauds wow mitch predicted the bucks win hopefully that all works out um 
but I will say the Bucks have narrow, apparently narrowed the gap. So yeah, I saw. Um, I looked and it was like fifty-eight to fifty. So yeah. things are things are getting better uh, for our, for our Bucks. We'll see. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, get ready for all the Mahomes Rogers takes that your body can endure for next week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hopefully Mahomes stays healthy because that yeah, offensive line. Yeah, you is... need. I want. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now. I do not want to play the Chiefs if Mahomes is isn't healthy. Like, can Mahomes stay healthy, please? Like, right. I, I realize he can put forty on her ass, but I want Mahomes healthy. Yeah, you want it. You want it. You want. You got to get a, a great game here, right? At some point. I do think so. the Giants are going to give them a game on on Monday night. By the way, I don't know. Dimes. Yeah, maybe. Dan Dimes. Not not terrible, but whatever. All right. We'll, we'll leave. All right. Take care of yourself. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday. Recapping. See ya. Peace.